Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, it's all about hot takes and bold predictions. Not a whole lot going on in terms of NHL news besides a little bit uh, from the Calgary Flames today. And that'll tie in to my hot takes and bold predictions. So I'm going to give you guys one NHL-wide hot take and then two hot takes that I have for the St. Louis Blues. Each taking up one segment should be a fun episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. As always, if you don't know me, you can follow me on Twitter right there. If you're watching on YouTube, it's right there, Josh Hyman NHL. Uh, if you're new to the show, Lockdown Blues, I do this three times a week in the offseason, five times a week during the regular season, so make sure you follow or subscribe or all that good stuff. Uh, I enjoy doing this show a lot, and if you're a new listener, appreciate you being here. Uh, if you're a returning listener... Thanks for getting back. Thanks for thanks for rejoining me. So it should be a fun episode for you guys today. Before I get into it, though, I want to thank anyone out there who makes Locked On Blues your first listen. You know, makes makes me part of your daily routine. Whether it's with your your morning cup of coffee at night when you're playing shell on your Xbox or your PlayStation, whatever it may be, I appreciate all you guys that continue to support the show throughout the off season. So I was kind of racking my brain trying to think of a good topic for today's episode and. Uh, the Calgary Flames did um, sign Nazem Kadri and trade away Sean Monaghan, but I didn't want to just take a, an entire episode um, talking about a team that isn't the St. Louis Blues. So I figured, you know what, I kind of have some hot takes uh, regarding that deal and regarding the Calgary Flames as a whole. So let's make this a hot takes and a bold predictions episode. So first segment, I'm going to be talking about the Calgary Flames, I'm going to be talking about um, that deal and why I kind of have some hot takes on it um, on both ends of the spectrum. And then I have two uh hot takes regarding the st louis blues i'm not sure which order i'm gonna do them but stay tuned for that um should be a follow but first let's just talk about the calgary flames so the calgary flames have had a extremely extremely busy off season uh it started out with their star player johnny gaudreau leaving in free agency and heading to the columbus blue jackets um and then it's followed with their other top 20 scorer in the nhl matthew kachuk informing the team that he will not be um, willing to re-sign following his his arbitration contract. And that led to the Calgary Flames feeling the need to trade him. Now, as we all know, unfortunately, he was not traded to the St. Louis Blues, but he was traded to the Florida Panthers for a massive, massive haul, including Jonathan Huberto, uh, Mackenzie Wieger, and some other picks. So busy offseason for the Flames already. And then today, they go out and they sign probably the biggest free agent left on the market in Nazem Kadri, a guy who was well above point per game with the Colorado Avalanche last year, um, was one of their more valuable players in their cup run, you know, Stanley Cup champion, etc, etc. So my hot take, I kind of have two. Um, And they're they're kind of in, in, in only one applies to this upcoming season. I'll just I'll stop beating around the bush. And I'll just I'll just give it give give you guys my my opinion. So my hot take, and it might not even be that hot of a take because I saw a lot of people on Twitter sort of agreeing with me. I think the Calgary Flames got better this offseason. And that's kind of a bold thing to say because they've lost Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk, the two faces of their franchise. However, 
they added in Jonathan Huberto, who is a center. Um, neither of Kachuk or Gaudreau were playing center minutes, so inherently he's sort of a more valuable player already because he plays a more valuable position. He put up a ton of points with the Florida Panthers last year, so there's no secret there. Um, and then they also added Mackenzie Weger in that deal, who is a very, very valuable defenseman who has some youth to him as well. Um, he's only going to get better. Uh, so they upgraded a position of need in their defense, and they also gave themselves a franchise player in Jonathan Huberto. Yes, it, they did lose Matthew Kachuk, and they did lose Johnny Gaudreau. However, even with those two coming in, it, I don't want to say it evens out, but I feel like they didn't lose much um, in terms of overall roster talents. Like, yeah, you know, Kachuk and Gaudreau, they're irreplaceable. They're super skilled. But, you know, Jonathan Huberto is, like I said, he's a center, a very, very valuable player in this league um, at his position. Uh, put up like 115 points last season, something ridiculous like that. Um, one of the best players on one of the best teams in the league in the Florida Panthers, and now he is a Calgary Flame, along with Mackenzie Weger. And then the, the Calgary Flames go out today and sign Nazem Kadri, who was, like I said, maybe the biggest fish left on the, the free agent market. And what's interesting to me is I'm very curious if it's ever happened where a team has lost two top 20 scorers in the NHL in one offseason and then added two other ones. So obviously Kachuk and Gaudreau were both in the top 20 in scoring in the NHL. They lost both of them. But then they bring in Huberto, who was, I think he was like top 10, um, as well as Nazem Kadri, who was in the top 20 as well. And it's like, did they get better? You know, Nazem Kadri is also a center. Their center depth is all of a sudden looking ridiculous. They did, and they also traded Sean Monaghan in his debilitating contract so they they kind of gave themselves some more freedom there as well um i honestly think they could be a better team next season than they were last season and they were a pretty darn good team last season and they had some really good talent that walked out the door so it is extremely impressive the way that um their front office handled this offseason what very well could have been one of if not the most catastrophic offseason in team history for the calgary flames uh turned into what I would argue is a net positive. I think that they got better. Like I think the fans, it's still going to be a tough pill to swallow. You know, Kachuk and Gaudreau were both uh, fan favorites. But as much as I hate to say it, Nazem Kadri is a guy that I think a lot of fan bases would want on their team. He is frustrating to watch when he's playing against you, but when he's on your team, uh, he is a very, very valuable player. I mean, just look at what he did against the St. Louis Blues when he was the subject of controversy and then comes out and basically wins the game for the Avalanche all by himself with a hat trick. Like, he's a guy that plays with a lot of heart, um, a lot of skill, uh, and I think he's going to be a great addition to the Calgary Flames. And then Huberto, you know, I talked about in the whole first segment, um, I think he's going to be great as well. So that's part one of my hot take regarding the Flames is that next year they're going to be better. However, I think that Nazem Kadri contract is going to be real stinky real quick. I think he's going to be pretty good next year, uh, pretty good the year after that. But I don't know if at any point in this contract he's going to truly be worth $7 million, especially at the tail end of it. Um, Kadri was a like a 40-point uh, per season player with the Colorado Avalanche-ish about that, similar to his production in Toronto. Um and then in a, in a contract year on one of the most prolific offenses the NHL has ever seen in a high scoring year, he has this ridiculously high output in terms of his scoring. Now, that it's not to say he's not a great player. I think he's a great player. But I think that the Calgary Flames have given themselves a bit of a window in the sense that the last four years of that deal are going to be really tough to swallow. So I think they had a really good offseason in terms of the short term. But in terms of team identity, the Calgary Flames are heading towards... Uh, a cliff 
uh, pretty quickly with some of the contracts they gave out. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do in this uh, this upcoming regular season and playoffs and beyond. Uh, I'm interested to see. You know, they've always been such a pain in the butt to play against for the St. Louis Blues. It feels like every time we play them, it's it's just a tooth and nail fight for every goal, every opportunity. So I'm not looking forward to playing them this upcoming season. That's for sure. Um, in this upcoming second segment, I'm going to be giving my first of two Blues hot takes. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Built Bar and one of their brand new products, or not brand new, but relatively new products, and that is Built Puffs. Now, I've been talking about Built Bar for a while. Uh, one of our oldest sponsors. It's a protein bar that's good for you, you know, which is already extremely appealing. Um, but one of the best parts is, you know, they taste delicious as well as being good for you. So the new product Built Puffs isn't just a protein bar. It is a kind of a marshmallowy inside with a chocolatey outside. It is so delicious, truly. I wouldn't be be talking this much about it if I didn't love them myself. Uh, the best part is they're good for you. The brand new flavor, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs, only have 160 calories and a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So run the built.com, snag a box for yourself and your family, or snag a box, hide it yourself so your family members can't get to it. And while you're at built.com, use that promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your entire order when you use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so I gave a hot take regarding the NHL as a whole. Not the NHL as a whole, but the Calgary Flames. Now let's talk about the St. Louis Blues. Um, And when I say hot take... It's a hot take in the sense that I don't fully 100% believe it, but it's something that I think is possible. It's something that I think is is slightly more possible than maybe the, the general fan base. And the first hot take is that Jordan Binnington will not only have a bounce back year, he will have the best regular season he has had and be in award contentions. He will be an all-star and he will be a Vesna candidate. That is my hot take, the hottest of hot takes that I have. I still haven't even really figured out the one that I'm going to close out the episode with, so... Uh, this is sort of the one that I wanted to base the episode around. I know I've talked a ton about Jordan Bington, and a lot of this might sound redundant if you've been listening to pretty much all the episodes. Um, and for that, I apologize. Um, but it is a very important conversation to have because Jordan Bennington is the X factor of this team next season. The performance of Jordan Bennington is going to be mutually exclusive to the performance of the St. Louis Blues. If Jordan Bennington has a solid season, he plays well, the St. Louis Blues will be a playoff contending team, even even potentially a Stanley Cup contending team. If Jordan Bennington struggles and isn't able to perform in the regular season, the Blues might not even make the playoffs. The Blues probably won't even make the playoffs. But here's why I think Jordan Bennington will have a potential award-winning season for the St. Louis Blues. Reason number one, the best hockey we have seen Jordan Bennington play since winning the Stanley Cup was his most recent set of games. He was playing great hockey in the series against the Colorado Avalanche. He was looking like his former self. He was looking like he could even steal the series for the St. Louis Blues. Because let's be honest, the Blues were not the better team in that series. But Jordan Bennington was playing so darn well that it really felt like if he continued to play at that level, the Blues could win four games before the Avalanche did, undeservedly winning that series. That is a legitimate possibility that I thought was could happen. A lot of the fans thought could happen. I know when Tommy was still on the show, he thought that could happen. Um, and that is a testament to his ability. There are not a lot of goalies in the NHL that can steal an entire series, much less steal a series against the future Stanley Cup champions. Um, so there's that. You know, he was playing good hockey. We know he's capable of it. Reason number two, that good hockey ended with an unfortunate injury. 
Jordan Binnington is a guy that plays with a lot of emotion, um, really relies on his confidence and, and how confident he is is how well he's going to play. And we saw that in his breakout season where he kind of just came in and was a quote machine left and right. You know, do I look nervous? All that stuff. Um, just looking like he was on, on top of the world in terms of self-confidence. And he was playing like he had that much confidence. Uh, he was playing ridiculously good hockey. Uh, and he always had a good quote after it, uh, after games and stuff. I think that my favorite was all the tweets of, you know, when the Blues were getting closer and closer to, to advancing to the Stanley Cup. And like, for example, the, the video of the Blues overtime winner in game two of that series, uh, just a clip of Jordan Bennington in the crease just skating away like nothing happened. Like when he is playing well, he is the most confident player on the team, one of the most confident players in the league. Not only do I think he's going to be confident following his return to form against the Colorado Avalanche, he's going to have a heck of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, Blues players are not a fan of Nazem Kadri after his hit on Justin Falk two seasons ago. Uh, and the fact that Nazem Kadri took out Jordan Bennington and took out their best chance of winning that series has to rub him the wrong way. I mean, we know it rubbed him the wrong way. He threw a water bottle at Nazem Kadri. But we don't need to get into that again because that is a old and done controversy. That being said, if I'm Jordan Bennington, I have a massive chip on my shoulder. I have a lot to prove. He's heard the noise. He knows that people think he's a one-hit wonder. He knows that people think that he isn't a starting caliber goalie in this league. He knows that people think that his contract with the Blues is poor, et cetera, et cetera. He, he isn't blind to that. He might act in these interviews that he's above it all and that he's confident, but every athlete, or most athletes, especially the younger athletes, know what the, the social media um, opinion of them is. And he likes being a villain. You know, he, he likes throwing the fake punches and, and getting booed by opposing fan bases. But one thing that he also likes is the support of Blues fans. And I think he's lost that a little bit lately, but started earning it back in that Stanley Cup run, um, not Stanley Cup run, but in that playoff run last season where uh, he was taken out via injury. And if he, you know, is able to come into next season with that confidence, with that swagger and with that chip on his shoulder, desire to prove something that he can be a starting caliber goalie in the NHL. I think he can ride that confidence throughout an entire 82-game season, especially with Thomas Grice as the backup. And that's reason number three. Jordan Bennington, for the first time in his career, does not have a close-to starting uh, caliber goaltender as his backup. Uh, he had Billy Huso in the past, who was you know very, very good last season, pretty much saved Jordan Bennington's season. You know, the the Blues would have missed the playoffs if Jordan Bennington didn't have a backup as good as Billy Huso, and a lot of blame would have been directed towards Bennington and all that stuff. Um, however, this season he has Thomas Grice as a backup who is far from a 1B type goalie. He is a goalie that is going to be a true backup and that Jordan Bennington is going to be asked to start 50 plus games next season. That is the biggest workload he's ever going to have at an NHL level. And I've said this before that this is a big trial season for Jordan Bennington in the sense that if he doesn't perform um, and he isn't able to handle a starting caliber workload, I think he gets traded. I don't think the Blues are going to extend the Jordan Bennington regular season experiment beyond this season if it fails once again. And I think he knows that as well. But because of that, he has a heck of a lot to prove. And I think he's going to come in next season and prove all of the doubters wrong um, and even prove a lot of the supporters wrong in the sense that I think he could be even better than even his, his highest praisers think he could be. I think he could come in and, like I said, contend for awards, contend for an all-star spot, all that stuff. I'm really looking forward to seeing Jordan Bankton play next season. Um, should be a fun one. That being said, I do have one final hot take that I'm going to be delivering in the third and final segment. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Be right back. All right. One final 
hot take. And this one is one that uh, I've wanted to happen for a long time, but I think this pat this next season is the best chance we've had, and that is Vladimir Tarasenko will finally eclipse the 50 goal mark. Now that's a big one, right? 50 goals, that is a lot of goals. He had 41 last year, something like that, which was close to his career high. Um, but here's here here's my reasoning behind it. Reason number one. Vladimir Tarasenko is really good at scoring goals. Surprise. Uh, it is his number one asset. He is one of the best goal scorers in the league, whether you look at just basic stats in terms of like like goal scoring or advanced stats in terms of goals uh, goal opportunities created. Whatever you look at, he is one of the premier goal scorers in the league. Um, reason number two, he finally looks healthy-ish. You know, I don't know. I don't, still don't think he's quite the same Vladimir Tarasenko he was prior to the shoulder injuries. I don't think he's quite as spry or or quick, but I think he's stronger and I think he's smarter with the puck. I think he's an overall better player. It's just that some of the athleticism and some of this, the, the, I don't know, intangibles have taken a bit of a hit due to his injuries, but I still think he's an overall more well-rounded player. Um, because he's just had to work on other parts of his game. And I think that last season was the healthiest we had seen him since those injuries. And now that he has a full off season to train and, and, you know, not be dealing with nagging injuries, he's going to come into the season even better. And reason number three or four or whatever number I'm on, and this is the biggest one, the biggest one for any player in the NHL, it is a contract year for Vladimir Tarasenko. I gave the perfect example with Nazem Kadri, who was put, I think his career high with the Colorado Avalanche before, um, this past season was like 45, 50 points, something like that. Still pretty good, um, but nothing special. And all of a sudden, he enters a contract year and puts up close to 90 points, like double his previous output. Players try harder in their contract year. As frustrating as that is, if it's a contract year, you're going to get a couple extra goals, a couple extra assists, a little bit of extra hustle out there from shift to shift. Um, and Vladimir Tarasenko is a guy whose production really depends a lot on his effort. It's one of the biggest criticisms that I have had of him and a lot of Blues fans have had of him is that when he's engaged, he's one of the best, most exciting players on the ice. But when he's frustrated, when he's not engaged, when he's not trying, he can almost be a liability, whether that be on offense or defense. You know, whether he's misjudging plays and making the wrong pass or forcing shots or just not back-checking, whatever it may be. There have definitely been times when Vladimir Tarasenko just seems like he's checked out. And I think that is going to be few and far between next season. He's going to be under a big microscope. Um, If my thoughts are true in the sense that he is looking to test the market and go somewhere else this offseason, there could be scouts in the stands every single night from game one on of watching Vladimir Tarasenko and saying like, okay, do we want to pay this guy next season? Or do we even maybe want to go after him at the trade deadline? I don't think he gets traded at the trade deadline and that would kind of ruin this hot take. I mean, I guess not. I guess he could still get 50 goals if he gets traded to another team, but what a shame that would be. Um, so I think he's going to know that if he wants to, you know, cash in on his last big contract to the NHL, cause that's what this is going to be. He's going to get like seven years, eight years if he stays for St. Louis and a big chunk of money. And then he'll be in his late thirties at the end of it and won't get a big contract again. So he also knows that he has some injury concerns. That's maybe one of the reasons why the blues weren't able to trade him. I mean, look, heck they left him exposed in the expansion draft and Seattle didn't even take him. So his value is probably a lot lower than he thought it was in that sense. And I think he's got something to prove. You know, he had a really good season last year. Um, 
definitely improved off of his injury-riddled seasons. I think he's going to have an even better season this year because not only is he capable of having as good of a season as he had last year, he is in a contract year, and he's got a heck of a lot to prove, similar to Jordan Bennington. So I hope that I'm right on both of those predictions because if I am, then the Blues are going to be one of the best teams in the NHL. Um, but hey, I might be wrong, and the only way you'll be able to tell me if I'm wrong is about a year from now, you can say it in the comments or in the reviews or in the Twitter replies, but you got to follow or subscribe the podcast to the podcast to make sure that happens because that's going to be a while from now. So that being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. That way you never miss a new upload. You can follow Lockdown Blues on all of our various social accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Lockdown Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.